Today on Goodbye Heartbreak, Hello Purpose. I think what we're really saying when we want to forgive ourselves is that we just need to be kind to ourselves in the healing. We need to have compassion towards our pain. We need to have gentleness towards the mistakes that we make because we cannot forgive ourselves of the shame and guilt that we experienced because it was already done on the cross. Hey sis, welcome to the Goodbye Heartbreak, Hello Purpose podcast the place where you learn how to move forward from heartbreak and achieve wholeness through emotional healing, spiritual growth, uncovering identity and behavior patterns, and saying yes to the calling God placed on your life. I'm your host, Candice Fatties, and I know what it's like to be heartbroken and confused about who you are and what God created you to do, but I also know what it's like to be healed and hold with clarity. If you're ready to have your broken heart mended, grow your faith, and discover who you are, why you do what you do, and what you were created to do, look no further, you're definitely in the right place. So kick off those cute shoes that's been hurting your feet all day and turn me up in those earbuds. We're about to get into it. Hey sis, and thank you for joining me for today's episode. I'm so excited. I have something very special for you today, another guest, and she is going to share some incredible wisdom and nuggets with us on today, and I can't wait to get into it. We are talking about letting go of guilt and shame, something that we all have struggled with at some point in time. Maybe you're struggling with it right now, and if you are, make sure you stay tuned. Of course, we're going to get into a few things. First, if you have not subscribed to the podcast, please hit your subscribe button wherever you listen. And if you have not left your five-star written review, please go to Apple Podcasts and leave your review. And speaking of reviews, I'm going to read one right now. This one is from As Hair G. Judy, and the title is Amazing and Awesome. And she says, I listened to all three episodes, and when I say she gives good nuggets for everyday life, it's worth the listen. Can't wait to hear from the guest speakers and more to come. Thanks for sharing your wisdom and knowledge, Candace. Thank you, sis, for this beautiful five-star written review. I appreciate your kind words. I'm so glad that you found good wisdom and nuggets in the first three episodes, and I pray that you continue listening and that you continue to find more nuggets as the time has gone on. And I hope that you're going to enjoy today's episode with the guest. So you guys, I also want you to remember that I am offering self-worth sessions. If you are someone who is struggling with your self-worth, self-esteem, self-confidence after a breakup, you're thinking negative thoughts, having toxic thoughts about yourself, that you're not enough, that you're not worthy, that, that you're not loved, that you're not worth God's love and time, that he doesn't see you. Look, I want to help you with all of those things, all of those thoughts, so that you can see yourself in a better light and see yourself the way that God sees you. Just email me at goodbyeheartbreakhellopurpose at gmail.com so that you can grab yourself for a session. I had some spots available for free. At the time that this podcast airs, I'm not sure what would be available, but please email me or you can DM me on the socials and ask if there are any free spots available. If not, you can ask about pricing and scheduling and we can get you set up because I want you to be set free. All right, sis, as I mentioned, we have a special guest today, Jessica Hoddle. Let me tell you just a little bit about her. Jessica Hoddle is a faith-based fitness coach, podcast host, 
best-selling author and speaker with a heart for teaching Christian women how to honor their feelings and heal from the hurt from a biblical perspective. She is the author of four books, with her new book being Face Off With Your Feelings, Break Up With The Lies From Your Past and Embrace The Truth For Your Future. Jessica is the host of From Head to Heart, a show where she teaches women how to trust God, heal emotionally, and grow their relationship with Him. When she isn't writing, speaking, or coaching, you can find her enjoying time with her husband, John, loving on their three cats, and spending her free time outside whenever she can, playing golf, hiking, reading, or writing in her journal. You guys, let's welcome Jessica Hoddle to the show. Let's get it. Hi, Jessica, and thank you for joining us on the podcast today. Can you tell everybody just a little bit about who you are? Yeah, I'm excited to be here. Thanks so much for having me. You know, at the time of this recording, I like to say I spent most of my life, because at the time of this recording, I'm 34, but I spent most of my life just going up and down. If you're up, I'm down. Or if you're up, I'm up. If you're down, I'm down. Meaning I just rode the emotional roller coaster for so long, especially with my feelings. And so take us back to my teen years, into my early 20s, really up until I met my husband when I was around 26, I believe, or 27. But I just dated so many different people. And I was definitely the serial boyfriend dater that I know that you've shared before. And I always had one lined up before the next one was broken off with. And that wasn't because I wanted to hurt somebody. It was mainly because I was so insecure with myself. I was afraid to be alone. I didn't want somebody to deny me. So mm-hmm. I would break up with them. And in, I think it was about 2014 or 15 is when I experienced the year from hell, which I like to talk about in my book, Know Your oh, Birth, wow. where it just... I tried to date all these different people and the Lord was just like, are you done doing this yourself? Because it was so bad and I really hit rock bottom in my relationships and the men that I was trying to pursue. Wow. Wow. Well, I can't wait to dig into this topic with you today then because I think you know all about it. Um, We're going to talk about the shame and guilt that we experience because of things that we may have done in our past relationships. And so as we dig into that, you know, can we first start with, you know, like, um, how do we know that we're actually dealing with guilt and shame? Because I think people are afraid to actually say those words to themselves. Uh, They're afraid to say it out loud. And is there a difference between guilt and shame? Can you have one without the other? I think that you, I think you can. I think often they just go together because guilt says I did something bad. You know, you feel guilty for saying that to somebody. You're like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. You feel guilty for maybe, you know, buying this item that you know you probably shouldn't have because it wasn't in your budget. Like Mm -hmm. you feel like you did something bad. Mm -hmm. Shame says, typically says like, I am bad. Mm. So that they bad thing that I did, I now feel as though I'm bad. And so they can easily go together, but also, you know, for example, just using, if I bought something out of my, my budget, I feel guilty for buying it. Cause I probably shouldn't have, I might not necessarily feel shame. Right. I might not like correlate that, but I think when it comes to relational aspects or, you know, 
dealing with that kind of heartbreak, Mm -hmm. I think we can easily go into, I was in this relationship. I did things I probably shouldn't have. Now I feel shame because I feel like I am bad because I did something bad. And so I think it just depends on the context of whether they go together or don't go together. Gotcha. And so can you kind of tell us about like your experience with guilt and shame? Like what, what is it in your past relationships that made you feel that way? Well, I think most of the time for me, the guilt came when I knew I shouldn't have been with them and I stayed longer, but then the shame would come when I was having sex before marriage. And that was when I started to find the Lord. I didn't find the Lord until I was 22. So I didn't accept him as my savior until 22. Mm -hmm. That means that I spent most of my life just doing what I thought was best Mm -hmm. and making my own rules and decisions. And so I lived with different guys um, at different times and it just was not working. And so for me, I was living in the shame that I am bad because I always felt rejection, like what's wrong with me? And so I would do anything to get them to like me, to love me. And it was really me kind of walking around with this cup of like, will you fill me up? Mm, Because I was so insecure with myself and who I was that I would change my clothes. I would change the music that I listened to. I would change my values and what I believed in to an extent just to keep them in my life versus saying, you know what? We're just not a good fit, you know? So, but I would mold myself. And so a lot of that time, the guilt would come because I knew I would do something bad that wasn't right per se. And then the shame would come because that's really where the enemy comes in to distort our identity of who we are in Christ. Mm -hmm. And I think that to touch on really quickly, I was reading one time in a book about healthy shame versus toxic shame. And I really do believe that there's two different kinds. Mm -hmm. Like healthy shame means, for example, it can sound like, Jessica, you did something that was not in your identity. Like you did something that was wrong and now there's a consequence for it. However, this is not who you are in Christ and here's who you are in Christ. And so healthy shame is also just dealing with the fact that you did something that was maybe not good. There may be a consequence, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to circle back to your identity and remind you of who you are in Christ at Mm. the same time. So instead of just being like, Candace, I cannot believe that you did this with a guy and leave you there. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say, Candace, listen, this isn't who you are in Christ. You made a decision that was not a good decision. Mm -hmm. I think we could both agree. But here's what I know about you. Here's what I know about the God in you. And here's what I know that you can do moving forward. And so that is a version of healthy shame. So often I think we live in toxic shame because we're not con- helping people complete the cycle of who they are. We're yeah. not circling it back around. So we live in toxic shame because it's like, Candace, I cannot believe you did that. Mm. And that's where we leave it. I love uh, it. <laughs> and so to, for me, again, then guilt can be just kind of really sewn into that then because you're telling somebody that they did something bad. Now they're feeling so bad about themselves versus helping them take out, come out of it. Mm. That is so good. Like I couldn't have said that better. I love how you really broke that down, the the healthy versus the toxic uh, shame. That is, I've never really heard it explained that way. So um, I think that's really going to help someone. I think it's really going to like set them free because I think it's important that when you are feeling that way, we all feel that way sometimes that 
um, you know, I did this bad thing and I can't believe I did that. But like you said, we leave it there. I think it's very important to come back around with the, you know, that's not who I am and this is who I am. And so, you know, to try to give yourself the opportunity to make a better decision next time without condemning yourself. So I think that's so important. And so I love, um, you know, you were just talking about how, um, you know, you dealt with things and your identity was kind of like you were molding yourself, you said, in those relationships to kind of fit to be the person that they wanted you to be. And so I know you said like you accepted Jesus later. So can you kind of explain what it was like, um, you know, when you were molding your relationship, I mean, molding your identity before accepting Jesus and how that looked? Were you still trying to do that after you accepted him? And did you feel conviction with that? Mm hmm. For sure. It took me a while to feel the conviction, and that's just me being honest. I know some people have great revelation of of the Lord, and they completely change their life around. It just wasn't my story because I didn't I didn't have a strong foundation of family, home in, in general. So there really wasn't anybody covering me, watching over me. I was just kind of on my own per se, mm -hmm. making my decisions, trying to do what I thought was right. And so coming from kind of an abusive home life and watching my parents just do the best that they could, but still witnessing, you know, verbal abuse and physical abuse. After finding the Lord, it was quite the process for me to go, how can I trust you? How do you love me? And not just looking at him as some kind of God that's sitting on a throne and he's up here, I'm down here versus kind of this interdependent interdependence with him. I was still very much independent. So when I asked Jesus to be my savior, I was living with a guy and we continued to live together for a while. But it was slowly, it was like I would read like one, I was a cherry picker, I call it, like where you just kind of open the Bible and you're like, this scripture sounds really great. And it was, I would say there for a little while. And then after that, it was like, well, maybe I should like read a whole chapter. And then after that, I was like, I should probably just read a book, like maybe just try to go through a book. Mm -hmm. And I never touched the Old Testament. So it was like <laughs> a couple years into being saved, I finally was like, okay, maybe I should try to read the Old Testament. You missed the and good I, stuff. <laughs> yeah. And, and I say all of that because it was, I wanted to share with you the journey I had with the Lord because it was the same that I had with the men. Mm -hmm. It was very slow to get that conviction because I wasn't being transformed and I really wasn't in a, in a church community steady. Mm -hmm. So that means I was just kind of like tithing someone. I was going somewhat. I was kind of doing the Christian checklist thing that we do. Mm -hmm. And so when the Lord really started to work on me is when he brought me at first, he was just kind of like a mastermind coach then he kind of became my spiritual father that I kind of worked through a lot of stuff with when he, then he began to say, Jess, this isn't right. This isn't okay. This isn't who you are. And that's when I was like, okay, I can't live with another guy. And that's when I started to make those changes. Mm -hmm. So for me, I just want to bring hope to somebody that's like, I didn't change right away. Well, neither mm -hmm. did I, but yeah. I was still pursuing the Lord every little bit that I could in trying to understand who he was, but also... I didn't come from a very relational background, so it was hard for me to build in a relationship, but it just takes time. Mm 
Uh-huh. And then you start to build momentum. And so that's kind of my journey with conviction. And I, I would start listening to Christian music in the car by myself because he uh-huh. wasn't a believer at the time. And so it was very like, okay, now I fully feel con- convicted because we weren't having sex anymore. We were in this relationship. And he's like, hey, you know, like what's going on? And I finally was like, yeah, we need to break up. Ooh. I yeah. love that, you know, um, because that is something we don't hear often enough. We don't hear people admit that, you know, it really takes time to build that relationship with God. You know, um, a lot of people just act like it's it, overnight. I accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior, and then everything changed. So I'm so glad that you're highlighting that, you know, it took time, especially if you have not come from a Christian background, you know, if you were not raised in uh, seeing people or having the example of someone praying and having a relationship with God, it's really tough. It's really tough because all you have to compare him to is like another person. <laughs> so... And if the people you're comparing him to are not trustworthy, then you tend to view him as untrustworthy. So I love that you pointed that out. And so talking about the relationship with God, I feel as if Christian women kind of, I guess, hold on and walk with that baggage of guilt and shame much more and much longer than they need to because they feel like you know, they're extra hard on themselves saying, I should not have done that. Like you said, the the toxic shame of I should not done that, but not going full circle with the, um, the, the, I lost my train of thought there with the, <laughs> the way that you said, you know, you come full circle with your identity and saying who you are. So I'm just trying to see how can we set some women free with that today? The ones who are really carrying that who are really feeling like convicted about what they did, but letting it weigh them down rather than releasing it. I think it's going to be a process of renewing your mind as much as you are making the choices that what does it look like to heal in everyday life, right? So for me, I just wrote a talk and I was doing a uh, face off with your feelings Bible study and I'm talking about forgiving yourself. And we hear this a lot kind of in the secular side of things where it's like, forgive yourself. And I even like I've said it before, but really to me, what we're saying, especially as believers is scripture talks about to clothe yourself with humility, with kindness, with gentleness. When it comes to forgiveness, we cannot forgive ourselves. There's two types of forgiveness. We are to forgive because we are forgiven. So there's two to forgive other people, and also we are forgiven. I think what we're really saying when we want to forgive ourselves is that we just need to be kind to ourselves in the healing. We need to have compassion towards our pain. We need to have gentleness towards the mistakes that we make because we cannot forgive ourselves of the shame and guilt that we experienced because it was already done on the cross. Mm. And so trying to work our way out of it or trying to save ourselves It's just not going to happen. And we're going to keep circling the mountain of shame and guilt, trying to rid it of ourselves. And we also can't blame it on other people, right? I think one of the things when we come into specific situations, people will try to take shame and say, it's not your fault because we don't want people to have shame. But there are things that decisions and choices that we make that have consequences, right? Mm -hmm. And so we we might be confronted with those feelings, but it's not about 
you forgiving yourself. It's allowing yourself to be clothed with gentleness toward you saying that thing, to you making that that choice, to you having patience, clothing yourself with patience in the fact that you made the choice and now you're going to have to take some time to heal through it, which is going to require what? Patience. Mm-hmm. So I think when we're saying forgive ourselves and to really walk through this, it's nothing more than clothing yourself with gentleness, humility, patience, and kindness in our pain with the Lord and how we speak about our pain, how we speak about the choices that we've made, how we speak about ourselves. And I think that's probably one of the most important steps of just helping women be free is understanding that you can't set yourself free from it because he already set you free from it. Now it's just a matter of let's process through it. Let's walk walk through it. And what does that look like to do that? That's so great. That is so great. Um, I do tell women a lot of times to give yourself grace. You know, I think that's so important as we walk through any healing journey, really, is to give yourself grace because we're not perfect. We won't get it right all the time. And so we do need to be patient, as you said, and give ourselves grace through this journey that we're walking on. And so um, with that, you know, as we're giving ourselves grace, we're walking through this do you you talk a lot about renewing you have to renew your mind so what what practical way you know obviously through the word like what scriptures which way how do you work that into your daily life and we can kind of wrap up with this like how can they go through their daily lives renewing their mind and overcoming this guilt and shame yeah i think there's a lot of things that keep us from healing Uh, It can be just distractions. It can be listening to too many other voices, getting too many other opinions about what's happening. But I always like to say that we can create space in our day to pursue, intentionally pursue what we're thinking about. It can be in the carpool line. It can be in the bathroom. It can be at a red light. Just making, taking these moments instead of picking up your phone. We often fill every single minute of our day with something. So we're always taking something in or always processing, whether it's worship music, whether it's a a podcast, whether it's just music on in our car, we're always being filled with something else. And so I just challenge you to sit in silence, to not look on your phone and to really be like, what am I thinking about? Because this is just creating space to heal throughout your day, taking a few moments to say, what is it that I'm thinking about? Why am I thinking this? And what am I choosing right now? I think that's a lot of the renewing part of our Mm -hmm. healing journey is, am I thinking on what is right? What is true? What is good? What is noble? Or am I thinking on things that bring destruction, that bring death, that breed death? Am I constantly circling the same emotional loop pattern and it's only making me feel more anxious or more sad or more, uh, you know, depressed or whatever it is? And so for me, it's just helping women find little spots in their day to think about what they're thinking about, to write it down, and you can always revisit it later, right? Maybe you're just like, I'm, I'm feeling so angry right now, and you're just getting it out. Uh, it can be as simple as even processing it. If you have anger, you could hit your pillow, right? Mm-hmm. Just before you get up and like before you leave your day, you can hit your pillow, um, releasing the the energy that you have. But there's so many different things that we can do practically, like crying is an emotional release mm-hmm. um, and being able to process that. So I think there's little things that we can do that just 
free us and constantly, because to me, healing is always choosing life. So if you choose to have forgiveness instead of anger, you're healing. You're, yeah. you're renewing your mind in the moment that you want to hate and you want to slander them with your words mm -hmm. and you choose not to, you're healing. Right. I love that because you're saying that we're making a choice. We're making a choice and renew. we renew our minds. It's not a big once thing that happens all at once or, you know, we do one big thing and our minds are renewed, but it's our daily choices and our daily routines where we are able to truly just make one choice at a time and those small choices add up to big results. So yes, I love that. Absolutely. So, okay, Jessica, well, this was great. I know that a lot of women are going to enjoy this conversation and they are going to be set free. I do believe it. And so can you tell everybody where they can connect with you or find you? Yeah, you can um, find my podcast from head to heart, probably wherever you're listening to this podcast right now. Um, so I love helping women get the word of God from their head into their heart. And you can get my book, Face Off With Your Feelings at jessicahuddle.com. And you can just find me pretty much everywhere at Jessica Hoddle. So Instagram is mainly where I'm at though. Awesome. And I will have all of that for you guys in the show notes. All right, Jessica, thank you so much. Thank you. Sis, after this conversation with Jessica, all I can really say is, wow, she really broke down like the different kinds of shame. I think that was my favorite part about it. I love the points that she made about just how your relationship when you accept jesus as your lord and savior that doesn't mean things change overnight sometimes it takes time most of the time it takes time and i think we just experience so much guilt so much shame around so many things and i just hope that this this information from this episode really sets you free from that to let you know that you know yeah, you may have done something that was not of God that may you maybe made the wrong choice, wrong decision in a relationship, or maybe it was something else completely different. But regardless, you make you can admit that, but still say, I'm better than that. I can make a different choice later. You can also say that that's not who I am. You can say, you know, you can repeat what it is that God says about you. Because that's the whole thing, the healing process. It's all about making the decision that's saying, no, I'm not going to believe the lies of the enemy. Maybe that's who I used to be, but I'm not that way anymore. I'm renewing my mind, like Romans 12, 2 says. I'm renewing my mind daily, okay? I'm not conforming to the ways of this world. You know, we want to make these changes, but they don't come overnight. So if you are someone, who deals with guilt and shame over choices that you've made in your past, or maybe a choice that you made today, it's okay. Know that God forgives, okay? And she talked about that too. Like Jesus already forgave us. He did it on the cross, okay? Just go and confess your sin to him and know that you are forgiven. Have that faith that he forgives you, okay? I want you to know that. And I really want you to maybe re-listen to this episode because it was so rich. It was short yet to the point. It was so rich with information that, you know, I think it's something that you'll probably want to listen to again. So don't be bogged down and weighed down by guilt and shame. Yes, we all mess up. Yes, we all fall short of the glory of God, but God doesn't want us to live under the weight of sin. And when we live under the weight of sin, that's when that guilt, that shame just really 
takes us down the wrong road and the wrong path that was not intended for us. So I hope you found freedom in this. I hope you found encouragement in this episode. And also, as we talk about overcoming guilt and shame and these feelings and, you know, trying to forgive ourselves and being kind to ourselves and seeing ourselves better, do remember that I am offering self-worth sessions, okay? If you want to grab a session with me, one hour, we can go and attack these negative thoughts so that you can see yourself differently, that you can let go of this guilt, let go of this shame from your past and renew your mind to think differently about yourself. So just DM me on one of the social media platforms, any one of them where you find me, or you can just email me at goodbyeheartbreakhellopurpose at gmail.com. All right. It's super easy. Right now, as I'm doing the recording, I have two spots available, but when it actually airs, This Tuesday, I don't know what will be available, to be honest with you, because I was offering five free sessions this month, but I don't know if I will have any left. But if I do, you can always check and say, hey, do you have any of those free sessions left? I'd like to grab one. Just go ahead, send me a message, and we can set that up. All right? I love you, sis, and I will talk to you again really soon. Bye, girl. Hey, sis, listen, if you've been blessed, changed or inspired by this podcast in any way, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. This is the number one way that you can thank me and show support for the show. Also, if this podcast blessed you, don't keep it to yourself. Do a quick share and bless someone else. Please know I am so grateful for each and every one of you and I would love to hear from you. Come connect with me and other like-minded individuals in my Facebook group called Christian Women Overcoming Heartbreak and Finding Purpose. I can't wait to meet you back here really soon. Until then, remember to love the life you have while you're making it better. Love you, sis.